Once again, good morning, everybody. I have actually two topics this morning uh, to discuss with you. The first one is just a, a sort of brief reflection on the scripture, and the second one pertains to uh, our church and the opening of our church for Mass. So first of all, with regard to the scriptures for today, I did something with regard to the scripture that I've never done before, but I've seen other people doing it. That is, I just uh, put my finger down on the page uh, with the gospel and whatever word my finger hit, that's the one I was going to talk about. So believe it or not, uh, my finger hit the word orphan. And that's a familiar word. Uh, we've all seen it and so many times. We have experience of orphans um, and certainly uh, anybody who is an orphan, uh, of course it depends upon what time it happens in your life, but let's say it's uh, while you're a teenager or even younger, to become an orphan all of a sudden has to be a very challenging situation uh, because we all know the love of parents, the uh, support of parents, the direction of parents, the presence of parents in your life, all of those things are so, so vital to each and every person. So the orphan obviously uh, all of a sudden has none of those. So th this morning Jesus uses that word and he uses it, um, he's, he's at the Last Supper with his disciples and he is giving his farewell address and in the midst of it, uh, he says to them, I will not leave you orphans. He realizes he is about to leave the world, that his death and resurrection is imminent. And he knows that not alone is that uh, going to remove him from this world, but also as far as his disciples are concerned, they have sort of have come to, to sort of rely on him so much, uh, to come to him for direction, uh, for support, uh, and so on and so forth, plus to know that if he leaves, they're in, in, into a very hostile world. So in a sense, you could say, uh, they feel totally powerless. And so he says, he says to them, uh, he says, I will not leave you orphans. Uh, I will ask the Father to give you uh, another advocate uh, who will be with you forever. Uh, so he says that if you continue to love me and keep the commandments, my commandments, that advocate will be yours. Uh, at this stage, we know that that advocate uh, was none other than the Holy Spirit who came upon them on Pentecost Sunday. And so the difference really was when Jesus was with them, he was with them. Uh, the coming of the, of the advocate meant that God's spirit would be within them. So within them rather than just with them. And he would be within them uh, on an ongoing basis and he would be the source of their inspiration, their protection and their guidance. As Jesus says somewhere along the line, he says, uh, you, you need not worry about what to say or how to say it because the Holy Spirit will be speaking through you. And we know that this uh, first reading today it's really a sort of gives you a little snippet into uh, 
the difference the coming of the Spirit meant in the life of the apostles. That is, that um, we find in, in the very short reading today that Philip is down in Samaria. He has left Jerusalem and, uh, already, and he's preaching the word uh, to pagans. And we're told that he's very successful uh, and that he brings about many healings and that there is great joy among the people. In other words, because of the presence of the Spirit in his life, he's able to accomplish the great things. And then we're told that John and, and uh, Peter come from, from Jerusalem to, uh, to in a sense, uh, uh, confer the Spirit upon those who believe. So, in other words, it's, it's the early church uh, in action uh, under the guidance of God's Holy Spirit. So we think about that spirit in relationship to the fact that Pentecost Sunday is around the corner, but we also think of that spirit in relationship to ourselves because uh, each of us uh, have been blessed to receive that spirit in our baptism and also in our confirmation. We become new people in Christ because of the indwelling of the spirit within us. But keep in mind always that the Spirit is given to us not just for our own personal reasons, rather he is given to us for the common good and for the building up of the church. So today, as we, uh, during this very hectic, crazy time, time, time of, of the virus, uh, where so many things are different and there's so many challenges, you might want to ask yourself that as a baptized, uh, confirmed uh, Christian, uh, a disciple of Christ, you might want to ask yourself, to what extent is God's spirit uh, not just with you at this point in time, but to what extent is he motivating you to try and make a difference, uh, not just in the life of your family, but in the life of those around you by, by whatever, by uh, calling on, on people, uh, bringing food to the elderly, uh, supporting the church, whatever the case may be, we're called to make a difference in our world because of the indwelling of the Spirit. So ponder that question today, and perhaps it might motivate you to do more for the Lord than you're doing at this point in time. That's the end of, uh, of topic number one. Topic number two um, goes like this. There's a contemporary song that says, I want to go to church. Take me back to that place that feels like home. And I'm sure, you know, during these last several weeks, uh, we could very easily identify it with that, with that uh, contemporary song. We all, because we miss church, we would like to be here. And you also know, of course, that tomorrow on one day, we open for Mass, and in two weeks' time, we'll be opening for Mass on, on a Sunday. But a very good question, I think, for all of us at this point in time is, I want to go to church, but should I really come, okay? Should I make myself present because of the situation in which we're in and because of my own situation, uh, should I be here? You know, in the last uh, two days, um, I talked to five different women, uh, all of whom said none of them are actually coming. Two of them because they're elderly, and the three others feel that their health situation is somewhat compromised, so they shouldn't come. Perhaps also there are people who are just afraid, okay? Because, uh, you know, you might be inclined to say, well, we're opening too early, opening the church too early. I just don't feel comfortable. Well, just keep in mind, keep in mind that, that uh, there's no obligation to come, okay? 
Bishop, Bishop Noonan has removed obligation, so you don't have to worry, you don't have to worry about the fact that uh, you're committing a sin or something by, by, by not coming. Just feel comfortable. And also know that, of course, that if you stay home, that we're con continue, we continue to uh, live stream uh, the daily mass and also will live stream uh, the Sunday mass. So you will, not, you will not be alone during those times. So then if you come, just a, a few points to, that I would really like to emphasize. First one is that we're very concerned uh, with people's health and the fact that whoever comes here, that they will be safe and uh, they will not be in any way compromised in the process. And because of that, then uh, we're following the guidelines uh, of the CDC, uh, maintaining social distance of six feet and only allowing a maximum of 180 people in the church, which is very different from what we're, what, what we're used to. So we're going to try and be very strict in, in terms of following, of following those guidelines. Also, when you arrive on campus, there will only be one point of entry. That is the door over my right at the lower courtyard doors located across from the parish hall. So you have to enter through there in order to get in. Also, um, Please wear a face mask and continue coming in and going out to continue to practice social distancing. Please arrive in time. The doors of the church will be closed and locked once mass begins. Uh, we'll not be shaking hands during the sign of peace nor holding hands during the Lord's Prayer. We'll not have any processions at the beginning of mass or at, at the offertory either. Uh, also, during communion, a few things to keep in mind. First of all, we'll only be offering uh, the body of Christ uh, and only in the hand, not on the tongue. Just keep that in mind. So we will not have communion under both species. Communion will be offered on the hand, not on the tongue because of the possibility of, of, of touching people's saliva and so on. So just to remind you also, in coming to communion, just put your hands out, put your, your uh left hand on top of your right hand, put it out, and so that the priest can, or minister can drop the host in, in, into your hand. It's easy to do that. If it's done right, it's very reverent, and just that you hold your hands out uh, sort of in expectation that the Lord is truly, is truly coming to you. And when the priest or minister says, body of Christ, you respond, amen. Everyone will process, everybody for communion will process down the center aisle and there will be staff members uh, present to guide you. Please again allow six feet uh, of space uh, from each other on the communion line. For those wearing gloves, you cannot receive communion uh, wearing gloves. You need to have them removed before you come to communion. And at the conclusion of Mass, parishioners will be asked to leave the premises through any of the open doors, again, while maintaining social distance. And of course, the church each day will be open uh, for private prayer until two o'clock in the afternoon. Otherwise, just to, to remember uh, this week, yeah, this week, um, mass at eight o'clock each morning uh, on Sunday with, with the usual five masses. And uh, also, uh, keep in mind also, that you might want to decide if you're going to come, that maybe you just come on a, on a weekday, not necessarily on a Sunday. Remember, there's no obligation, so whenever you come, uh, whether it's a Sunday or weekday, it, it's fine, okay? So in the meantime, uh, we thank you for your patience with this, and I think 
it's very important that we do it right. We know that out there in the world, uh, if you're watching television at all, you notice on some occasions, uh, I think the social distance and so on has, has not been observed. But I think we have a tremendous responsibility to you. You have a tremendous responsibility to one another to ensure that we do this properly so that in the process, all of us will be well. So thank you and God bless.